0: This is H1. We're gonna be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, and chess understanding. And today we're gonna to be talking about the difference between an inaccuracy and a blunder in chess. Hey, I always usually ramble on in this part, but since this is the podcast and everything else that I'm on, hey, let's just get straight into it because this is H1 dog. Who's this dog? Man, I don't care. first of all let's discuss a difference between an inaccuracy a mistake and a blunder let me write this down first so an inaccuracy let me just spell this right make sure an inaccuracy (laughs) let me (laughs) let me triple check an inaccuracy is not the best move Not the best move, but it isn't a losing move, okay? But not a losing move. All right, so that's an inaccuracy. Not the best move, but not the losing move. The second word that we're going to discuss is a blunder. What is a blunder in chess, and these are all terms that every chess player should know. A blunder in chess is a move that pretty much loses right off the bat. A move that loses. So, that's one thing that we need to avoid is the blunders in chess. Then inaccuracies, we can get away with, but the blunders not so much. And uh, the next word that we're going to be discussing is a mistake. A mistake in chess. What does mistake mean in chess? A move that takes a position from winning to even. OK, so let's discuss these in length and I'm going to probably share a story or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, in an accuracy, not the best move, but not a losing move. And an accuracy is a useful term to learn, especially when you're learning about openings or when you're looking at your own games and you're realizing, oh, snap, what what does that mean? And you're like, oh, should I? Is that a wrong move or should I have done that? I, I don't get it, especially when chess engines get kind of tricky in those terms. Usually when it's an, an accuracy, you do a move on the chess engine if you're looking at your game and then they'd be like, oh, snap. Well, now you're let's say you're the white pieces and you did a move and now you're minus minus point two and you're like oh snap was that a bad move no it wasn't it wasn't a bad move it was just one simple inaccuracy it wasn't the best move of the position but it was it's not a losing move either now the second thing blunder is interesting because we want to avoid blunders beginners do blunders all the time all right too many blunders if you're giving away pieces if there's like a sudden shift in the position and you're already i don't know minus (laughs) if you're already like minus 10 from one move then yeah you did it wrong and now your position is all trash that's that's what the chess engine is telling you if your position turned to oh it was somewhat even and then it's like negative 99 yeah no it's it's horrible you can't play that position anymore and if your opponent don't see the win Then it can get back to a mistake. And we already know what a mistake is. A move that takes a position from winning to even. And that can happen all the time. There's this thing that's, um, I don't know what it's specifically called, but there's this weird mental thing that happens in a chess game where if you have a winning position, if there's too many ways to win that position, then it's... (laughs) It, your brain gets boggled. A lot of chess players know what I'm talking about. But when you have too many options of winning a position, then it, it's harder for you to even comprehend it. And then you start doing you start doing inaccuracies. And then they turn to blunders <laughs> after a winning position. And that's why it's, it's good to not give up in, in any chess game. Because if you just give up, then you could be missing out in the win in case your opponent do a mistake, which usually leads to a blunder. Because, come on now, if you have a winning position and then you not blunder, but you made a mistake to make it back even. Think about the mental impact that you had um, that that opponent is um, going through right now because it was just winning. And then now they're sad because, oh, snap, they can feel that they missed out on something. It's like taking cake from a baby. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I got two kids now and it's, shoot, it's like taking a phone from a kid. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's it's something like that. But anyway, um, those are the terms that are really important to learn about in chess. All right. And in the next segment, we'll be talking about why is this important to know? okay let's get started into knowing what a chess engine is into improving our skills on a chess engine but what is a chess engine what is a chess engine well a chess engine is just computer software computer software that helps you that helps you analyze games That's all that it is. It helps you analyze your games. And it helps you analyze your mistakes, your blunders, um, your inaccuracies, your perfect moves, your exclamation mark moves, your your, uh, questionable uh, questionable moves. It helps you analyze all those things, right? And there are a few things that you need to know before you start using a chess engine. First of all, plus. So if it's plus five, then it's talk about the white pieces are winning. So if it's plus anything, that stands for white having a advantage. White having an advantage. Right? And minus goes for black having an advantage. So black pieces having Have a advantage. I think it's have an advantage. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. I know my grammar. But anyway. In in a chess engine. They do this weird thing where. It goes like .5 something. Or 1.5 something. And when it does that. It doesn't mean that you're in a winning position. At that moment. Because there are certain openings. That even the chess engine prefer not to play like for example if you go into the Benoni positions in the chess engine it is against the bononi completely and it'll always give white that winning edge in the bononi and usually they in those positions they give white like a 1.5 winning edge in that position but in real life play with humans it's not that simple No, even though the computer gives white that advantage, doesn't mean that it isn't a playable position. So, what does it mean? Well, when it's 0.5 to 1.5, it means that one side has a small advantage, one side has small advantage one side have small advantage and then um the last thing i wanted to talk about is if it's past two points if it's past two you should be in a winning position winning position if it's past two you should be in a winning position dependent on the strength of your chess engine past two My bad, my bad. Bad handwriting, I know. But this this is how you should be analyzing your games as a chess engine. So if you're within this little little area, then yeah, one side might have a small advantage, but then it might just be the chess engine being like, well, I favor this side better because the more pieces are developed, even though it's still a playable position and it's played by grandmasters. Chess engines can be so weird. That's why you should be analyzing your games before you run the chess engine so you're not confused about what moves are good or what moves are bad. But that's kind of that's kind of the simple premise of what chess engines are like. And I'll go over a whole detailed video about how to use a chess engine and to improving your chess independently. But this isn't the video for that. <laughs> so, hey, hopefully you enjoyed it. All right, so why is this important to know in chess? Well, the first thing we're going to be talked about is studying purposes. It's a really important because the difference between a grandmaster and an average player is grandmasters make inaccuracies. Okay, so these are the... the dang it, that was not an explanation mark. But these are the mistakes that we want to make it's not even called a mistake but these are what we're aiming for more of these all right clearly you know we want to have none of these right but if we're gonna do something wrong make it this make it an inaccuracy and i know it's <laughs> what's that term um uh it's, it's better for me to tell you but it's like harder to do it over the board but I butchered that term, put it in the comments if you if you know that if you know the phrase I was gonna say. But yeah, if we're gonna make a mistake, go for an inaccuracy. Alright? You don't wanna go for a major blunder or a mistake. And so when you're studying. The difference between an elite grandmaster and us average people is that they make inaccuracies and they pretty much avoid these categories, the blunders and the mistakes. Just look at um, Hikaru Nakamura playing games online on his YouTube channel. Or uh, what's what's another good player? Or Magnus Carlsen games. Usually he's just outright beating the opponent and he avoids blunders, and mistakes and grandmasters get really good at avoiding mistakes so once you can avoid blunders then you go into avoiding mistakes winning those um winning those games that you should be winning if you're like up in exchange you shouldn't be um you shouldn't be making moves that go from winning to even you shouldn't be giving your opponent chances in those positions so once you learn how to convert Then you go into avoiding inaccuracies. And these are the hardest things. And elite grandmasters barely make inaccuracies. Barely do it. It might be once or twice. Maybe once or twice. Maybe. Maybe. Have you seen Magnus Carlsen games? Maybe. (laughs) And even in bullet games, even if you watch like um, Alareza Ferruja, they barely they don't make blunders these elite grandmasters don't make blunders and they don't make mistakes. Once you can avoid these then your chess playing skills will get tremendously better. I know it's harder said than done, but hey, just bear with me. I have a whole bunch of playlists on my YouTube channel that you can go into. Checkmate playlist. Um, I'm I'm starting to do a middle game playlist. I'm starting to do an end game playlist. Um, I already got an opening playlist a whole bunch of videos in your arsenal that you can use in your next game automatically. But anyway, um, the second thing I wanted to talk about, how how this can be important, why is this important to know, is this knowledge should help you train your fighting spirit. What is your fighting spirit? Well, your fighting spirit is basically your spirit to win every single game. And no matter if you're losing, or, or like in a drawn position to exhaust all your possibilities uh, of winning in that position, even if you're in a drawn position. What do I mean by that, that it helps your fighting spirit? Well, sometimes you can notice during the position if something changes. So, for example, let's say you're playing a game and then you realize, OK, I'm winning now. And you're um, and you just continue on playing the game and then you realize, oh, snap. This just turned backwards because I thought I was winning, but then I I, I feel like I I lost the graph. uh, I I lost the, the grasp of the position because I see my opponent's pieces getting a lot more activity because they did that one tactic, right? If you can notice that, if you can have that reaction time to notice that at that moment, then you can change your mindset to, oh snap, I did a mistake. And I should and I should analyze this in an even position type of way, not in a dominating position type of way, like if he was winning that chess game. So if you have the reaction time to realize those things in an actual chess game and this reaction time should be faster, especially if you're playing blitz or bullet, um, then you will have an advantage over your opponent because, you know, what is a big thing in chess? Let me wipe this off. This word that I don't think anybody's done a video about this, so I might do a video about this in in real games um, for people to know how to do this accurately is the word I'm wiping. I'm wiping the board. Give me some time. (laughs) I have the word in mind. Adapting. Adapting. Okay adapting is a big thing in chess if you can adapt and realize when you made a mistake made a blunder or if you made it in accuracy then you're playing chess the right way it's like in every single game just like um one example i could say is if you're if you're watching a tekken tournament then you can realize that adapting is happening every single round especially they have to mix up their moves so sometimes it's like a low hit uh, Uh, upper hit i i don't know i don't know about i don't know about Tekken too much but they pretty much have the same format and that's why they have to like switch up the moves so that their opponent doesn't catch up to what they're doing uh and that's what they do they adapt to their opponent's combos so like like for example i don't i don't know let me let me see so they they might the Tekken character let me see i'm trying to think of Tekken character (laughs) trying to think of it um let's go with lars right so lars is on tekken and then and then his opponent he's playing um I i don't know let's let's just say he's playing h1 right and actually i want to be h1 and i'm facing lars right and my opponent might know my strategy right from the start and he knows that i go bottom first and upper right And so he's going to block bottom, and then the frame data. Right, I'm not even going to try to explain this. What I'm trying to say is adapting is important in chess, all right? (laughs) Adapting is important. And once you realize these chess terms, then you will become a better player. And there is one last thing I want to talk about, and that's chess engines. So let's go on to the next segment. All right, you made it to the conclusion. Thank you, I appreciate it. Hopefully you acknowledge the effort that I put into all these things. Where, where, where's my napkin? Oh snap, it's in my hand. Hopefully you acknowledge everything I put in to these videos. All the effort, all the, the sweat, all the tears, and all the turmoil, the, all the turmoil. I can't say the word. All the turmoil of just... Um, teaching you chess you know what i mean especially with little kids have you ever had a two-year-old and you're trying to teach somebody how to play chess it's not that it's not that wonderful but this is the h1 podcast so who cares we don't we don't pity over here we get stuff done all right thank you for choosing this podcast thank you for watching this video hey until next time